Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank descriptions of sex, and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy. Ollie leans forward and kisses me pulls back just enough for me to feel his breath on my lips. I grab him, pull him against me, our mouths pressed together, and we fall sideways, his hands in my hair and on my shoulders and under my shirt, one leg in between mine so I know he can feel exactly what the hell is going on there, while my mouth trails away from his and to his neck, my hands wrapped around his back to press him as close to me as possible. Neil. Yes? Neil. Yes? I just gotta say, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And I knew you were gonna read that one. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> also, hey, do you want to do a podcast? I feel like we should. Yeah, let's, why not? Let's do a podcast. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Claire. And this is FMK Lit. Where we read two romance novels. A one and a queer one. And then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. We sure do. Yeah, we're actually doing that this time. We're doing it this time. We're, we're doing back. it. We're back. Just in time for a four-year anniversary. Can you believe it? Four-year anniversary, and it's only taken us, what, seven months to, to get to this point? 700 years. 5,000 pandemics. <laughs> oh. Um, also, listeners, well, first of all, we've missed you ever so. Oh, so much. And then also, we do all the spoilers. So many spoilers. So many spoilers. If you've come here for reviews, congratulations. You've come to an excellent place for reviews. If you've come here for reviews that don't spoil anything, oh, no, 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 my friend. Find a new place. <laughs> but more importantly, just read what the books are. Mm-hmm. Um, read the books. Mm-hmm. Come back. Yeah. And yell at us. Yeah. We can't hear what you're saying, but we'll ex- <laughs> we're excited about it anyway. Most of the time, I'd say 99 times out of 100, even if we didn't like the book, we do want you to go support an author. Support all of our authors. Not all of them. No. There were a couple that we do not want you to support. But for the most part, even when we don't like the book, just go just go and support an author. Indeed, indeed. Indeed, indeed. Um, so I picked books. <gasps> you did. I picked these books, what, uh, a year and a half, 600 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, that we're finally reading for a four-year anniversary Ancient episode. Ancient classics now. <laughs> <laughs> One of them, I think, was written in, like, 2014. So, yes, ancient <laughs> classics. So, for this episode, we are reading It's Complex by Shama Narayanan. And this is kind of an epic love story by Kaysen Callender. And the theme was screenwriters. Ooh. I'd forgotten when I was reading it that it was screenwriters. Mm-hmm. And you were just so excited about the Bollywood aspect yeah. of one of the books that I just thought it was Bollywood. Mm-hmm. And so partway through, it was like, it's so funny that he chose Bollywood and one of and both of them have screenwriters. And then it was like, oh, Claire, right. that's actually. Well, and then we'll get into it. One of them only sort of has a screenwriter in it. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but first, before we get into it, Claire. Yes. What has got you hot and bothered? Oh, uh, let me just 
spare a moment. Mm-hmm. By the time this episode comes out, everybody will have gone through a mourning period, but honestly, it's still fresh for me. Uh, Betty White, uh, let us all just give some thanks to the world that we existed in the same place that Betty White existed in for so long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was a good human being on top of being funny on top of being a rule breaker on top of doing whatever she wanted to do. I mean, we talk about Madonna having like a hundred different sort of lives as far as her artistic career goes. Betty white like has done so much in her career that it would take a couple of like, I don't know, presidential size biography books to really cover all the things she did. Mm -hmm. And we mostly like boil it down to her being a funny old lady, but honestly, like she was there for, you know, all every single golden age of television. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She was there for all of them and she was being funny in all of them. And she was like making it up as she went along in all of them. And I just want to say, I am so glad that we got to see the things that she did in our lifetimes. Um, And I also want to RIP people, um, the magazine who did not wait until she turned a hundred to put out her Betty white turns a hundred people magazine (laughs) issue. And so she died and then immediately came out a people magazine that was like Betty white turns a hundred because it it came out, it's the January 10th, 2022 issue. So it came out several days before what would have been her 100th birthday. Yes, yes, yes. And um, so it's just shocking to see that kind of thing. I wonder, I, I know this because Claire is very macabre and bought it and it is sitting here in the room with us. I have not read the thing, so I don't know if they changed the copy at all to be like, well, actually, <laughs> but I mean, I, I've never read a People magazine, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're like, no, just run it as is. I mean, the hard part is, it says Betty White turns 100, which, you know, fine. Spiritually, she can turn 100 mm-hmm. in so many ways. But underneath it, what does it read? Underneath the big 100, what does it say? Betty White turns 100. Funny never gets old. When, in fact, she had just died. That was what seems macabre to me. Ooh, yeah. Um, anyway, I'm bothered. If only because it's like, they had time. They could have figured this out. Yeah. They could have just pulled some things. They decided not to. Mm-hmm. Um, so bothered. I'm hot for Betty White. (laughs) Bothered by People Magazine. A friend of mine uh, has convinced himself that Betty White made a deal with the powers that be so that she wouldn't get to live to be 100, but that she would take all the evil out of the world. So essentially, he's convinced that Betty White is the new Jesus. Oh. So. Well, that's all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm down. (laughs) But Neil, yes, what has got you hot and bothered? Well, since it is our an anniversary episode, it is. We're going to look back at our year, and we're going to play fuck Mary kill with all of the books that we have read. Our shortest list yet. Oh my gosh, <laughs> listeners! Sorry, but also not sorry. Life happens. <laughs> You'll get it. Um. So just to remind everyone, the themes that we had this year were librarians. Silver Foxes, Claire and Neil, Military, Steampunk, Ting, Bartenders, and Summer. <laughs> and th- it feels like 600 years ago. I'm 
looking at these, I was like, silver foxes. And I remember the straight one. I was like, what was that? Oh my God. And just like looking through and remembering these books. Also, we didn't like a lot of these books. Oh no, we did not. There was a lot of, we killed a lot of books. And I re-listened to these episodes and prep for this. Uh We also killed a lot of entire casts. Like we were like, I'm killing all of this cast. There was one book where you're like, I'm going to tell the ladies to leave and then I'm going to kill everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds about right. That sounds about right. So Claire, Uh out of the books that we've read this year, and by this year, I mean since our February anniversary last year, who are you going to fuck? Who are you going to marry? And who are you going to kill? Okay. Well, I am going to fuck Lord Ashbrook from uh, Lady Claire's All That by Maya Rodell. Lord Ashbrook was a um, mathematician. He oh. wasn't like the main love interest. He, he was, was the guy that she was a little bit in love with before she found out that he was married. Right. Yes. 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 And yes. when she yes. went to like the parties he was at, he was very open to just talking with mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm. He was married to a wallflower. This was obviously part of some other romance that we right, didn't right, right, read, right, right, right. but he was hot and handsome, a mathematician and supportive of her career mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. supportive things. He was an ally. Yes. Yes, he was. Yes, and he, he was, was handsome. Great. Great. great, great. So, you know, and rich. Yeah. So <laughs> for all those reasons, uh, I am going to fuck Lord Ashbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to marry Byron Kay from mm-hmm. Prosperity mm-hmm. by Alexis mm-hmm. Hall, because I mean, Byron Kay was amazing in every single way. They were the best. They were the best. Um, uh, like adult figure things out but also had their own problems Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very much like conflicted grew over the course of the short book but also was amazing all into themselves that book fit so much into such a short amount of book yes it was astonishing yes oh it was so good everybody go reread prosperity yes and so good just absolutely delightful Mm -hmm. and I am going to kill. Um, uh, I am going to kill. Let me see. I mean, there was just so many, so many to, to kill. There's one specific one that I was mm-hmm. like, this guy is going to die. Oh, um, I am going to kill Quinn. Um, this is the guy from Neanderthal Seeks Human. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And he was. Uh, just terrible. Terrible. He was a terrible human being. Yeah. We also talked a lot about the girl in that being a non-person. Yeah. <laughs> a hair doll. A hair doll. Um, but he also was awful. Like there was a lot of awful men. I mean, the the straight guy from our silver um silver foxes mm-hmm. the, the straight guy from the military one the straight guy from the mm-hmm. military one um absolutely everybody from um oh the one book it was just like the fox den which was actually the sports one. Oh yeah from claire and neil the yes. neil book and his name wasn't even really neil and his name wasn't even ah. really neil like everybody from that one was terrible mm-hmm. i think everybody from the stowaway and the debutante was terrible yeah yeah. So I think there was, um, and also I think like everybody from Breaking the Bat, not everybody from Breaking the Bachelor, but I think the um, most of the people from Breaking the Bachelor. the the main male from Breaking the Bachelor was also not great. Um, but I think 
Um, oh, and also Good Girls Do, Luke, yes. was horrific. Awful. But also the worst thing about Luke was that he actually didn't need to be in the book. Yes. <laughs> And I was going to kill him. He was mm. going to be one of the people I killed. But I was like, how can you kill a person who didn't even need to be? In the <laughs> so anyway, that right. is kind of where I am. Neil, right. what about you? Who would you fuck? Who would you marry? Who would you kill? We have uh, shockingly similar answers. So I would fuck Lady Claire from Lady Claire is all that. Um, she, uh, you know, she knew what she wanted and she went for it, but like wasn't awful about it. And she also, like, really cared about the siblings and was like, okay, Lord Fox, like, I'm I'm a very smart, intelligent woman and society doesn't value that. Lord Fox is like, oh, shit, you are. Oh, shit, they don't. Um, <laughs> and, and I think she, I, I think the situation with, was it Lord Ashbrook? Yeah. That another author would have had her, like, moon and pine and then, like, go after Lord Fox to try and make Lord Ashbrook jealous, but that's not what she did. She was like, oh, shit. Okay. Well, this guy's hot and seems to want to hear what I have to say. Let's give that a try. So I appreciated her. I really enjoyed that book. That was a really fun well, book. And I think, like, looking back, we could both say, like, there was books that we remembered enjoying, mm-hmm, and that was mm-hmm, definitely one mm-hmm, of them. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to marry Byron Kay. Of course. They're the fucking best. Look, you and I make good choices in our lives, obviously. <laughs> And then, uh, going along with the theme that you brought up earlier, I'm going to kill everyone in uh, Neanderthal Seeks Human. Just <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I had forgotten until I was sort of, like, reflecting back the scene where, like, the mafia men were attacking the knitting circle, and then some woman shot in the stomach. I know! I was bonkers. That book was crazy pants. It, yeah, no, it was insane and unexpected, but not in good ways. Also, she didn't even knit. She didn't even knit. Speaking of people who don't hold up to the themes that we picked for them, should we talk about these books? <laughs> we should. Um, before we do that, I did want to bring up a couple of quotes Please from do. the past year oh, that I yay. absolutely love. One was from Neo Neil. In my experience, slutty people are the most on top of getting tested. (laughs) It's true. It is true. And I love it. Also from that same episode, um, I always feel trapped in a sweater. The Claire Rice story. (laughs) (laughs) These were quotes that I loved. And I just thought. (laughs) Listeners, pearls of wisdom (laughs) scattered throughout the previous year. Felt like this was particularly indicative of you and I, and that I feel like you are exceedingly intelligent. And one, you also have a great speaking voice over our, you know, particular podcast sort of thing. You sound great. You have wonderful things to say. And I feel trapped in sweaters. (laughs) (laughs) That's who we are as people. (laughs) Great, great. I think that's really funny because what I take away from listening to our episodes of this podcast is me just going over and over and over again and just like squawking at our listeners. (laughs) So I'm glad. And then you were like, no, this is the important structure of this of this narrative. And, and we're going to dissect it and talk. And so sometimes you say things that I'm like, I am not smart enough for this. So I'm glad that we feel the same about ourselves and each other. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, you know what? 
let's 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 do it. Let's let's talk about these books. Let's talk about these books. Let's talk about these books. It's complex by Shoman Navarayanan. Jai, an aspiring scriptwriter, and Nikita, the consummate modern working woman, live in the same residential high-rise in Mumbai. One night, the two have a dramatic encounter when Jai rescues Nikita from a near-fatal accident and then offers to moonlight as her driver. Thus begins a tempestuous romance which takes many unexpected twists and turns. Jai, desperate for a break in Bollywood, enters a love story contest in Nikita's name. Will this rash act on his part lead to a nasty breakup, or will the two let their barriers fall and discover each other anew? Find out how the young couple navigate their complicated relationship, even as they deal with the many colorful characters who enter their lives. An action-packed urban drama played out in a swanky housing society. It's complex. Is also a heartfelt story about what happens to seemingly sorted people when they face major choices in life. So that's what the book says it's about. <laughs> I'm sure listeners can tell from my tone how I feel about that. But oh, Claire, oh my God. what is this book actually about? Um, okay, so this book, okay, first of all, this is an ensemble book. This is not a... This is not a romance. This is not a romance. I mean, the two people we talked about mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. do have a romance. Yes. And I would say like... Um, it's maybe the C plot. It's this. Yeah, maybe I would say too. like, I don't know. I'm not that familiar with Bollywood movies. Mm-hmm. I have not seen that many, mm-hmm. but I mean, if I were to take um, a monsoon wedding as mm-hmm. an example, which I know is not a Bollywood film. I know it's very anglicized mm-hmm. sort of look at, look at that. I would say like, it feels like that and that there is a main romance but that all around them, we have to also look at their entire familial structure Mm. and everybody else has their own things and everybody else has their own love lives and their own like ins and outs that, you know, that are being worried about. So there's several plots and they all do revolve around love at different times in life Mm -hmm. and different people falling in love or out of love for different reasons. And so like, that's kind of what it is. If, if we were to look at something like that, mm-hmm. like more monsoony wedding in that, yeah, there's a main story love line, but uh, really it's, it's about everybody. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I felt that the story focused mostly on Shilp. Yeah. So it starts with talking with Jay and Nikita and sort of figuring out their deal. And then it's like, oh, setting up the perfect, like love to hate Roman soon as we get that going it's like oh now we need to go over here to the fancy building where nick and his wife and son live and then most of the book focuses on his wife shilpa oh yeah and in fact like her story is super interesting yes um and that's the thing like i enjoyed some of the okay this book was too long uh, this book was too long for being actually pretty short this book was too long and there was a lot of like there was a bathtubbing there was so, so much bathtubbing going so on. But the thing that really got me is that it wasn't a romance. Yeah. You know, and like the back of the book lied to us in many ways. It says that Jai was desperate to break into Hollywood. And that is patently untrue. Jai does not want to break into Bollywood. He, in fact, hates Bollywood. Yeah. He only needs the money. He only needs the, He's trying to write a book. He wants to be like a serious literature author. And the reason he, he sends it into this contest under her name 
is because he doesn't want it associated with his high class novel that he's trying to write. So he thinks this is shitty. He just wants the money. And in fact, this has nothing to do with their relationship. Nothing at all. It's amazing. Like the plot things that could have happened out of this and never do. Because she's totally chill about it. Of course, I had forgotten by the time we got to reading the book what the back of the book actually said. So when it comes out that he put it under her name and the like, oh and now we're gonna have to have you be a consult on this on the thing and then i was like oh so now there's gonna be a lot of forced proximity and like so let's see how fast i can do this so like it's uh because there's so many ins and outs but i'm gonna try to go as quick as i can so nikita is a businesswoman who is very uh business focused and ambitious she drives her car around mumbai which is dangerous and full of other cars she gets Mm -hmm. into a car accident Uh, Nikita is also kind of a bitch and she says whatever she's thinking all the time and is very selfish. Jai comes up to her and he's a neighbor of hers. He helps her out of the car. She's immediately a bitch to him, but he takes it in his stride. They, uh, through the course of this, it's decided because she's got a broken arm and cannot drive that he's going to drive her around for extra cash because he needs more cash. Then, uh, Nikita's sister-in-law, Shlippa. Cousin-in-law. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A new oh, yeah, cousin-in-law. Sorry, cousin-in-law. Um, who lives close by and is the only person that lives close by. Nikita has no friends, um, comes over to help her out. They don't get along at first, but eventually due to close proximity, they do start getting along. Uh, Shilpa has uh, a husband named Anju who's rich, but is doing a little bit poorly because of the recession. And they have one child. Uh, uh, Shlippa has a best friend um, named uh, Rocky, mm-hmm. who is a horrible person and worse than Nikita. Um, and in fact, up to Nikita, we realize that Nikita is actually fine. Um, <laughs> who's married to Sandeep. Who's married to Sandeep. And they also have a child. Their children go to school together. Mm-hmm. They end up hiring Jai to, uh, to drive their kids to school. For the morning carpool. For the morning carpool, uh, because Nikita actually cannot afford to have Jai as her driver. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> oh, okay, you gotta let me do it because it's like. <laughs> also, Nikita has a uh, a cook who she cannot afford, but she does want to keep her around. Um, Ranjana, Ranjana uh, needs more money because she's trying to send her girl to school. Um, and her girl is like 16, 17. Um, so she's hired out to Jai very briefly to also help him, but then also then hired out to Schlippa. They had to fire their other one because her husband, Anju, uh, <laughs> was flirting with, with her. The, the maid fell in love with Anuj and wrote him a love letter. Right, yeah, Anuj yeah, yeah, yeah. And wrote him a love letter. Although Anuj also said that he was kind of flirting back yeah, with her. And then also uh, contemplates having an affair with someone at his work. Right. So they bring on uh, Ranja to cook for Slippa. Um, and then also her daughter comes on board Ahuri. to be a nanny to uh, that child. And the last person, and then um, through the contest, mm-hmm. uh, then we meet Naveen, mm-hmm. who is a man who's like a producer, mm-hmm. who's also just a sort of moneymaker in general. He, uh, he and Nikita start dating mm-hmm. because he thinks Nikita is the writer of this, not of this 
screenplay that one finds out very quickly that that's not true that and exactly what happened they just come out with the truth and he's like we'll figure it out yeah so that is not an important plot point um nikita and him start dating and eventually get uh engaged mm-hmm. um but there's also Sol- Sol- salini who is a young woman who is an actress slash dentist who <laughs> who wants to break into the industry she's a little bit curvier so she's having a harder time but she's also desperately in love with naveen mm-hmm. she meets jai at a hollywood at a bollywood party and they start just fucking they're not actually yeah. going out they're just they're just hanging out and that in induces uh nikita to kind of get jealous of jai and so then they each start thinking of each other a little bit differently the last person to come into the story is a man named vikrant who is our overall bad guy mm-hmm. although i think we're not actually supposed to think of him as a bad guy but i'm thinking of him as a bad okay. guy and that is our cast don't forget the two moms i am forgetting the two moms on purpose oh okay because i'll tell you why <laughs> Um, one, they do help us to propel the storyline, but they are so in there very briefly and only to show like when you get older and your husbands die, you start leaning on your children for love and then they die. And then your children realize they need to settle down and get married. That is the entire purpose of them. So I did disinclude them mm-hmm. for that reason. I liked Anuja's mom because she kept flirting with everyone. Oh yeah. She was great. <laughs> but I think and, and there are more people that but that aren't yeah. as important yeah, plot yeah, wise yeah. but i think i got everybody in. you did that's crazy <laughs> there are so many people and i just want to say thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i keep harping on this but this is not a romance and actually and if the back of the book had said like this is about different people like interwoven stories of people at different places in their love life then I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's the expectation. Not a single, all those other people you just said, none of them were mentioned in the back of the book. We had no idea that there were going to be so many people and that they were going to take up so much room of the yeah. narrative. And and as you said, like Shlipa and Shilpa, I think it's Shilpa. Shilpa and her storyline takes up the most time. Yeah. And she's great. I like she her. is great. She's she's a she's a beauty who's like mm-hmm. from money herself. When she married um Anju, she was uh they they fell in love right away. And in fact, like same day, like they were in love mm-hmm. right away, and it was sort of just a lovely little quick romance. Mm-hmm. And he he was wanting to work up the corporate ladder, and it's been a little bit difficult, but they do have more money. But they're in a moment where their marriage is kind of at a hard place. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of criticisms for this book, but I don't have any criticisms for how they depicted that marriage mm-hmm. because I thought it was very honest mm-hmm. and heart-wrenching and sweet at the same time. Like It really talked about how you can be very angry at somebody and still love them. Mm-hmm how you can be like mistrustful of somebody, but still love them. And they did talk out their feelings. Mm-hmm. They really did. And there were sometimes they didn't like they held it in a little, but like not in bad or neglectful ways. In and ways that felt natural. Yes. Yeah. Um, there was the one moment where Anju was away at a work party, mm-hmm. like way, way away. And she knew that some girl was flirting with him Mm -hmm. and he knew that that's what was happening and she didn't fight with him and he wanted her to. Um, But I think like, uh, 
I think that what was so lovely about that is like, he was like, you know what? Fuck it. After they hung up, I'm going to flirt back with her. Then I'm just going to do it. And, and then when he was like confronted with that moment, like I could go upstairs with her and have an affair. He didn't because he didn't actually want to do that. He really does love his wife. And he knew he was just angry in the moment. And like, that was lovely and how hard it was for both of them to come together. Mm-hmm. And that it's very difficult when you want certain things, but when he realized he did something wrong, he said it. Mm-hmm. And when she realized she did something wrong, she said it, it didn't make it better. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't make the argument go away. Mm-hmm. It didn't make the situation go away, yeah. but, and then you both had foibles that annoyed the shit out of each other, but they also accepted those foibles. Mm-hmm. So I honestly, like if, if, if we were going to suggest whether or not people pick up this book, which I'm kind of going to say no, but if you were going to pick it up, I would say just for their sections, mm-hmm. honestly, yeah. very good. This is, I think one of the best marriages, marriages mm-hmm. we've seen written in one of these yeah, books. And they, they both had moments where they understood intellectually, but then had to like come across the realization for each of them, that the most important thing in their life was their family. Yeah. And that that was challenged. And so then they came to this realization and then like made decisions based on, well, no, the most important thing in my life is my family. So we're going to continue with this. Yeah. And I think one of the other things I wanted to point out, so uh, Ra- uh, Raki, who is her best friend, who's the bitch, um, and Sandeep, their marriage is also on the rocks mm-hmm. and, um, we, everybody can kind of see it. They think Sandeep is, um, like henpecked, but really she's trapped in a marriage because she's entirely, entirely dependent mm-hmm. on his money. And that's not something that's made public. And so she can't just get out. Mm-hmm. She can't just leave. And nobody recognizes that until like, why don't they just get divorced? And then they do start getting divorced and realize, oh shit. Mm-hmm. no wonder she was always like you need to make more money and it wasn't just about you need to climb so we have better things it's like because yeah we're on the edge bro yeah and then finding out that he was having affairs and he was being just as big a jerk and like that that was all private mm-hmm. I thought that was really lovely and yeah. well done yeah, yeah i also like that it didn't make her a better person yeah like she was still cruel and classist and racist and none of that changed because she was also trapped in the loveless marriage. Mm-hmm. So that's something I really, really appreciated. Yeah. Um, and I also like there was a moment, there was the fire in the towers mm-hmm. and um, Shilpa uh, realizes she didn't knock on any of her neighbor's doors to make sure they got out. She just grabbed her child and left, but that her friend Rika like did. Mm-hmm. And she thought, Oh, I thought you were a terrible person, but you actually did these mm-hmm. things. Meanwhile, her friend was like, yeah, but you had a husband who was going to take care of things or you didn't, your husband wasn't there to take care of your child. Mm-hmm. I knew mine was. Mm-hmm. And so even though she hated her husband, she realized he was going to do at least that much. Mm-hmm. So they could like separate out the work in the partnership, whereas her friend couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really an impactful moment. And listeners, I cannot underline this enough. We are not talking about the main storyline, yeah. which is between Nikita and Jai. Yeah. Like we've gone in depth into this other storyline, which was <laughs> way more important and impactful emotionally. 
guys, Nikita and Jai get together. They, and, and it's fine. They like each other very so much. Here's it's the, fine. So here's the thing that I... Okay. So apparently the rest of the world loves a hate-to-love romance. I don't. I've been very vocal about this. I don't enjoy it. But what I think a lot of people... What, a, what I've seen of a lot of writers is they rest on the laurels, so to speak, of the trope. So they set up why the two people hate each other and then they're like, okay. And then all of a sudden they're attracted to each other. And like, I think the trope is in the collective subconscious enough or the, the collective zeitgeist enough that people are just like, oh yeah, that's the trope we're doing. And that happens. So I believe it without actually doing the work of how these two characters actually start liking each other. And I felt that was true here in no small part because Nikita had no redeeming qualities whatsoever. <laughs> she was so okay. So she is like a little bit of a rebel in her appearance, and she is very outspoken, which is, you know, like a woman. It, I was given the impression, of course, I have not lived in India, so I'm inferring from the material that we have that like a woman that outspoken in India is like a form of rebellion. I, I also got the feeling though that she could do that because she was of a class that allowed her to. Sure. And I think she also recognized that too. Yeah. She said so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is that like there was nothing about so I in in formulating this argument that I'm about to make, I in my head kind of compared her to um Julia Stiles' character in Ten Things I Hate About You. Okay. In that like she was choosing to be a bitch. But then over the course of the movie, we see, oh, it's because like she used to be part of the popular crowd and realized how terrible that was. She has, she's rebelling against unfair expectations placed on her as a woman, as an older sister, et cetera, et cetera. Like she doesn't, she, she feels that people around her are shallow and she is acting against that. So you can understand why she's being a bitch. And then also she has interests and qualities that when you see her, you're like, oh, that's something I like about her. That's something likable about her. Nikita has none of those. We see her be a bitch. I mean, she calls out Rocky for being a, a bitch. And we're like, okay, she was right about that. But then like Nikita's driving force is marrying a rich man. She wants to marry a man who's rich. And then her mom dies, and we find out after the mom dies that she's like, oh, I never actually wanted that. That's what my mom wanted. But that was never hinted at, ever. So, it, like, I, there was nothing about her to be like, this is, you know, like, not to be like, oh, this is why you're a bitch. But, like, you, you're, you're supposed to be our main character. Surely there's meant to be something about you that we like, oh, we like you, this thing about you, or we understand why this unlikable thing about you is true so that we want you to end up with this person but there's nothing likable about her <laughs> i don't know i mean she kind of grew on me in some ways i did like that she said exactly what she was feeling sure i mean she was very selfish she was very selfish and like when did she ever compliment anyone on anything rarely very rarely no. but um so I, she never seemed happy either. Like there was nothing that made her happy in the whole book, except for Jai. Except for Jai and Naveen when he, she's like, "Oh, he's rich. We're gonna end up together." Well, I mean, like 
And that was something I actually really liked about this. And I would have to disagree in that she wasn't happy when she was with Jai. Or not, I mean, with Naveen, mm-hmm. I apologize. She wasn't happy when she was with Naveen. Well, she was happy at the idea of marrying a rich guy. Right. She was happy at the idea of marrying a rich guy, but she wasn't happy with Naveen and she kind of recognized that. And I do think there was like one dinner where she was with Naveen and um, and she thought, this is what my, you know, this is what my mom would like. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it just sort of did feel like in that moment that in her mind, she was like, this isn't, um, you know, whatever. I guess this is just what I'll take. So what I did really like, though, is that when she found out, and she did find out this pretty early on, that Jai was actually a secret millionaire. Mm-hmm. She didn't transfer her affections to him. Like, they weren't automatically transferred to him. No, but she also felt uh, like she'd been tricked because she found him attractive, but then was like, oh, he's poor, so he's not worth pursuing. And then when she found out he was a secret millionaire, she's like, well, I could have been going after him this whole time. He tricked me. Well, actually, it's funny. All the women felt tricked. Yeah. Like, and that was like, because there was also the daughter of the cook. She was also, she was like, she looked at Jai and she was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, she could tell he was of an upper class Mm -hmm. and was slumming it. And she was like, fuck that guy <laughs> like she was not impressed by that yeah. and was weirded the fuck out by mm-hmm. it and i think even like uh shilpa was also weirded out by it mm-hmm. she was like why would you do that like mm-hmm. like she was not comfortable with it so i don't think there was anybody who was comfortable with that sure, and sure. so i kind of felt like nikita like could have just transferred her affections right away if that's what she wanted but even at the end she's like you have to talk to your dad now and he's like, I told you, I don't want to go back into business. I'm not going to talk to my dad. And she's like, no, just about like what kind of engagement ring would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was cute. And I thought that was very much like, I know you're not about your dad's money. I mean, by then we knew he didn't need his dad's money. He had an awful lot of his own money. And I was like, why are you accessing that? Right. Because all of a sudden, his book is a bestseller and he, he had a contract for like three more books. Right. He's fine. Well, not only that, three more books, but he had like stocks that he could access whenever he wanted oh, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his family was a jewelry. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jewelry empire. Well, he actually had a lot of his own personal income. Yeah. He actually could have. Anyway. Um, anyway. So, but bigger, so like good news, everybody, eventually these two realize they're in love. I did sort of like the book ending of it where they meet at the beginning and because they met, we meet all these other people. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. they are the reason we meet these other people in Mumbai. They are the reason like these two people, Jai and Nikita coming together in that car accident is what brings everybody together Mm -hmm. in a way. So it was just sort of, I thought that was love. Yes. And then at the end, Jai and Nikita finally come together too. Mm-hmm. So after everybody else has had their little bits and bobs and whatever little plot lines, oh, little bits and bobs. <laughs> like then they come together. Right. And I thought that was pretty. Yeah. It's, it's just whoever wrote the back of this book was lying to us. Lying. 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 And the whole Bollywood thing dropped off almost immediately. Immediately. So it, it, it's not a romance and it doesn't actually fit our theme. And I'm upset. And then on top of that, like I wasn't, always engaged in the book no it was very slow to read very like very like it took a long time the perspective jumped in ways that was uncomfortable mm-hmm. at times um two quick things yeah. um one we need to talk about vikrant oh vikrant is the old love of shilpa mm-hmm. like when she was 
like just the days before she met Aju, like literally the days before <laughs> she was much older. She was like much seven older. years older. Okay. She was like 26. He was 19 oh, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, which isn't seven. Sorry, math. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that sounds right. I don't know numbers. <laughs> I do podcasts. I do podcasts about math. Uh, so she was dating, not dating. She was having sex with Vic Crint, mm-hmm. And it was lovely, wonderful sex with an exceedingly handsome man. Found it so attractive. And then, but he was also weird as hell. Like yeah. he was too serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like dead eyes <laughs> on her all the time. And she was like, okay, you fuck like a monster, but you look at me like a monster. And I only want one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> and so she was like, not having it. And so when she met this other guy who was actually funny mm-hmm. and said funny things and lovely things to her, she's like, bye, Vicarant. And he was like, and she ghosted him. Ghosted him. And and they worked at the same office. Yeah. Well, he was an intern. Yes. Like a summer intern because he was still in school. Right. She worked in HR. So yeah, yeah. which makes it all the worse. Right. Mm. So she ghosted him and uh he started harassing her in the office. And then one day harassed her so much that he was fired and thrown out, literally thrown out, like grabbed and taken out of the office. And then he tried to commit suicide. Ooh. And uh, then he moved to America where he made his fortune. Mm -hmm. So um, it was, so he's come back and he's all still monster eyes and uh, he's got some revenge plan and Shilpa knows it because he's looking for like, (laughs) he's looking for like a place in the apartment building she's at. And she's like, what the fuck, man, (laughs) you have more than enough money to live anywhere in Mumbai and you want to live here you're being a dick mm-hmm. and he's like maybe i am maybe i'm not and she's like no you are um at which point her nanny the the daughter of the cook falls head over heels in love for vikrant and starts following him about and he's like all americanized in their eyes mm-hmm. <laughs> So he wants to, uh, (laughs) so he wants to help Americanize her in some ways, like help her find her freedom Mm -hmm. and like support her and give her money. Um, uh, but then, uh, uh, so he wants to support her, give her money, help her make sure she gets her beauty parlor. And then like, they're like, no, just marry her. You want to get her out of her class, marry her. That's how to do it. And they're like, but you also shouldn't because that's gross. And he's like, then he does. And that's the end of that story. Right. Like he was creepy as fuck. And then he married a girl. What? 20 years, his junior. Something like that. It was gross as hell. Yeah. And everybody thought it was gross. Nobody was happy Nobody with was this. Happy about it. I will say. Yes, all those things are true, but also he like gave up on the revenge fantasy pretty quickly. He did. Like he once really... he met Chopa and like saw what was what, he was like, that was dumb of me. Well, in part he gave up on the revenge fantasy because he thought revenge completed. He saw that her marriage wasn't all that was cracked up to be. <laughs> and he's like, okay, she's got her own thing going on. Right. But then meanwhile, Anuj is like, hey, do you want to move to London and have a second kid? And she's like, sure. And then that ends up not happening. But right. They're, they're fine. Things that I, uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up that I did love about this book is that it used uh, lots of dialects. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like they, 
uh, other characters would come from different regions and they would not speak English. Mm-hmm. And that was not translated for us. And it was sometimes summed up and sometimes not. Mm-hmm. And you just had to figure out what they were saying by context yeah. or Google Translate if you really care. Google Translate, which I did for a few of them. I didn't do it um, if only because I was lazy. Fair. And I'm a lazy bitch. Because I'm a lazy bitch. But um, a big reason I didn't do it, because I was figured I would get it from context, mm-hmm. and I really felt it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I was happy to see that, and it, it added a sense of like realism mm-hmm. to it. There were also um, a lot of Bollywood references. So many that I never got. That, and that I was I like, got. I thought about Googling the first couple that yeah. I, when I saw it, they were just going to keep coming. There's I was so like, many. I'm not going to get yeah, this. I've only seen a couple Bollywood movies, and they were not the ones referenced. So I was like, well. Um, and there are apparently no smoke detectors in over 24 story buildings in Mumbai. Yeah. <laughs> and that was scary as hell. Mm-hmm. She had to carry her child down 16 floors mm-hmm. with no smoke detectors going off. And I was like, this is scary as hell, mm-hmm. which got me to check my smoke detector. <laughs> good, 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 and good. Got that updated. Yay. Good to go. <laughs> 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 Everybody. Check your smoke alarms. Check your smoke detectors, please. Um, and also, what, what what is the other one? The carbon monoxide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have those. Do that. <laughs> Basic things you can do to ensure your own safety. And that is what I learned from this book. <laughs> uh, anything else you wanted to add about that? No, no. just that... Um... I think I would have enjoyed it more if my expectations had been different. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was that book. That was the book. That was the book. This is kind of an epic love story by Kaysen Callender. Nathan Bird doesn't believe in happy endings. Although he's the ultimate film buff and aspiring screenwriter, Nate's seen the demise of too many relationships to believe that happy endings exist in real life. Playing it safe to avoid a broken heart has been his M.O. ever since his father died and left his mom to unravel. But this strategy is not without fault. His best friend turned girlfriend turned best friend again, Florence, is set on making sure Nate finds someone else. And in a twist that is rom-com worthy, someone does come along. Oliver James Hernandez, his childhood best friend. After a painful mix-up when they were little, Nate finally has the chance to tell Ollie the truth about his feelings. But can Nate find the courage to pursue his own happily ever after? So, Neil, that's what that book says it's about. Mm -hmm. Is that what that book's about? It is. Yeah. It is. Um, Also, at the very beginning, I would like to apologize to you, Claire. I did not realize this was a young adult novel. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing in that description indicated to me that all of these people were still in high school. (laughs) Yes, still in high school, juniors in high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was another funny thing that I realized after doing reviews of the things that we'd reviewed Mm -hmm. last year. Um, which was that sometimes with uh, young adult novels, we are very gentle with them in, in that they're children. We're not going to play fuck, Mary kill with mm-hmm. them. Except if we hate the book. <laughs> <laughs> and then we will kill and fuck whoever we want. <laughs> if we did enjoy the book or found some joy in it, mm-hmm. we're very gentle because these are children. <laughs> <laughs> If we hated the book, take that foxhole court. <laughs> Everybody's out. <laughs> oh, that... Although again, they were supposed to be 
in Foxhole Court, they were supposed to be like college they students, were college. but so, they were obviously high school yeah, students. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, anyway, this was this was it was just a funny thing. So this book, um, so yeah, basically that Nate is um an aspiring well, aspiring screenwriter. See, that to me was like, oh, he's like out in Hollywood, whatever. Anyway, he's a high school kid who wants to major in screenwriting um, and has never actually finished a screenplay before. Um, And he's in a very awkward situation in which his best friend, Flo, uh, he fell in love with her and they dated and then she cheated on him. And now she's dating this other girl, Lydia, and she's like, but we can still be friends, right? And he's like, yeah, totally, because he's still in love with her. But it's very painful. Okay, another thing about this book. It was messy. It was so <laughs> messy. And I loved it. Like, oh my God, like Degrassi messy this bitch was. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. The secret, oh, we're in love with him and not telling him. And then we're going to have sex with her, but not do this. And then, oh God, it was... And then, like, the very terrible decisions that all of these characters made but, all like, of the time. Also, I want to say it was messy, and it was um, and it was terrible decisions in the way that only true high schoolers can yes. make. Like, I, I, this, this was very like realistic, yes. which is one of the things I loved about this book mm-hmm. and hated about this book. I apologize. No, 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 no. I mean, like, <laughs> I have to say to all those people who love YA out there. Mm-hmm. This is this is a good book. Go yes. read it. Like there this is go. honestly like it captures the moment very well, mm-hmm. which is why I hate it. Yeah, because I don't enjoy that moment. <laughs> I didn't like it when I was in it. <laughs> I don't like dealing with people who were in it. Yes. Yeah. I, reading this book, I'm like, this is so messy, and I love it. And I am so glad I'm not in high school anymore. Oh my god, so glad. But I mean, honestly, I did enjoy this read, so I'm yeah, not going yeah, yeah. to like. And I, I, think- I don't want to poo-poo upon that yes i think i enjoyed it more than i normally would have because i read our other book first and read this <laughs> second. It was like, oh, oh god, god finally a story that's actually going somewhere um but i think even without that i still would have enjoyed this quite a bit um so yeah so poor nate <laughs> and it took a while to explain why people call him bird his last name is Bird. I know. It's a silly it's, last it took name. forever. It took a very long time. But everybody calls him... At first, I thought it was the thing that Florence called him, and then Ollie calls him Bird. I was like, what? And it's, oh, yeah, by the way, his last name is Bird. I was like, okay, that's cute. Sure. If I, you know, if I had a funny last name, people would call me that, too. Also, sure. can we refer to Ollie as Ollie the whole time? The book sometimes refers to Ollie as Oliver, and sometimes Oliver James, and and... I enjoyed Oliver James very much, but it was, it was too much. It was too much. It was like, oh, it's Oliver James. Oh, look, it is Oliver James. And it felt like a brand of something I can't afford. <laughs> well, we're going to go over to the Oliver James. We're going to pick up some new handbags. Like, I just I couldn't be there for it. So I wasn't like particular. But to Ollie, we'll just Ollie. call him Ollie the whole time. Ollie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so Nate is in this very precarious situation of being in love with his ex that he's still friends with, sort of. And, like, on the one hand, Florence was like, this is okay, right? And Nate kept saying yes, yes, yes. But also, like, she's a teenager, so she's not going to know this. But an adult Florence would know, like, oh, 
I've ended the relationship, so I need to leave it up to Nate when to initiate friendship again. I feel like she should have known better, but she's a teenager, so fuck whatever. Well, and she wanted everything to be nice. Yeah. So she wanted them to still have a friendship. She felt bad about cheating. Mm -hmm. And she wanted it just to be nice and pleasant. So and that's why she also wanted to force him into some other relationship as Mm -hmm. soon as possible Mm -hmm. because she just wanted things to be nice. And he calls her out on it, too. He's like, do you want me to be in a relationship just so that you feel less guilty about having cheated on me? And she's like, no, but uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's definitely part of what's going on here. But I did recognize that she didn't know that was what was happening right. until he called correct, her out right, because correct, she's correct. a child. Yes, because they are 16. And that was another thing I, you know, like, uh, because when you're 16, sometimes some 16 year olds are like this, uh, you start, you make out with somebody. That's it. Boyfriend. Yeah. Unless you specifically said not boyfriend beforehand, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. have to say the not boyfriend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas like there's a switch mm-hmm. later when you become kind of a more, more adult in where you're like, you make out with somebody and you're not a boyfriend until you say yes, boyfriend. I feel like that's freshman year of college. Right. <laughs> so like, I kind of wanted to shake them all and go like, you're not actually dating yet. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't count as cheating. If you just made out a bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> well, but for them, for them, I would say yes. These were all high emotion, high yeah, stakes yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, situations. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yes. So, yeah, but yeah. like, I felt really bad that they yeah. were stuck in situations where they had these emotional turmoil moments that they didn't have to mm-hmm. if they had just, but they, of course, they're, they're still children. They're, t- so, they're children. Yeah, and again, people, this is why I don't read YA because <laughs> I keep trying to tell them things that they couldn't possibly know yet. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't going to listen to me. I'm too old. I will say one thing. None of them acted as if they were adults who had adult advice. Yes. And that was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. None yeah. of them seemed like older than their yeah, age or anything. They, um, definitely Nate, because we're in his head the whole time. And a couple other people had some very like wise or sage moments. But it, it was definitely those like, oh, I'm just realizing this now for the first time. And I kind of, it kind of feels like I'm the first person to ever think of this when it's obviously not true, but like that very like profound uh, realization that one can come to as a teenager because you start sort of reflecting on yourself in a genuine way for the first time in your life. What I also liked about this is that the conflicting emotions were actually conflicting. Yes. Like, for example, Ollie, um, torn between his two parents Mm -hmm. who were both very selfish. Yes. But so Ollie's own needs aren't being hurt, mm-hmm. which means he does have actual conflicting wants mm-hmm. and actual conflicting needs that are difficult for somebody his age to figure out. But also he's, he can't just make these decisions on his own. He's, he's at the whim of parents. And so there was a moment much later in the book where he's going to either go back to Santa Fe or stay here. And there's sort of a choice involved for him, but not really. And he does want to stay where his new boyfriend is. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, everybody, even though we haven't gotten to it, <laughs> he and Nate become boyfriends. Yeah. Um, and he wants to stay here with his new boyfriend, but he actually wants to go to the school that's better. Mm-hmm. He wants to go to the better school that has the better ca- education and needs for him mm-hmm. because he's deaf mm-hmm. <laughs> or mostly deaf. Mm-hmm. He's profoundly deaf mm-hmm. and he needs like, he's not profoundly deaf. I apologize. He's, mostly deaf and so he he wants to be surrounded by people who also are part of that community but it wasn't a deaf school was it no but there were more people there yeah it was like um 
I'm actually familiar with that particular private school oh, in Santa go. Fe. <laughs> and it is a mixed community. Oh, okay. Great, great, great. <laughs> and it is a college prep school. Oh, it yeah, is yeah. a very good school. <laughs> <laughs> and you were reading it too, like, oh, fancy Oliver James. Oh. With his handbags. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My high school, Claire, was like, oh, I know who he is. He's <laughs> a kid at college debate. I won, had a crush at high school debate. I won, had a huge crush mm-hmm. on. Two, knew I would never see again. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly because he's rich and gay. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so Nate is in the, this precarious situation. And then, and I think it was done so well. I was like, Oliver James Hernandez is back. And like, <laughs> Nate is freaking out. And we're like, why? What happened? What happened? Ah! Part of me is like, is he a celebrity? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, at first I was like, oh, he's going to be somebody in like a movie that he admires. Because another thing that I appreciated about this is you could tell that Nate loved movies. One, because he was like, oh, we watched The Matrix, my third favorite movie, by the way. And he was constantly like ranking the movies. But then also like, I really appreciated the scene at the Halloween party. And he's like, oh yeah, it's your classic scene where it's all the high school kids drunk at the rich kid's house, et cetera, et cetera. And he was like always referencing it through sort of like movie tropes, which I really appreciated. Anyway, so it turns out that uh, Nate and Oliver James, sorry, Ollie, Nate and Ollie were besties when they were younger until uh, Ollie's family moved to Santa Fe. And their last day together, Nate kissed Ollie because he had a crush on him. And Ollie was kind of like, and just sort of left. and was like, mom, we're going. And then they never spoke again. Well, Ollie reached out to Nate and Nate was like, I ruined everything in that very teenager kind of way. So now Ollie's back and Nate has to confront these feelings. Um, and uh, something that I also really enjoyed is how difficult and frustrating it was for them to communicate. Not because Ollie is deaf, uh, because he was hearing and lost his hearing when he and Nate first knew each other. So he had taught Nate how to sign so they could communicate that way. But at the beginning of the book, Nate has a broken arm. So he has A, forgotten a lot of his sign language, and then B, it's harder for him to text or to like write notes on his phone to show to Ollie when he isn't able to sign. And then, you know, like, of course, lip reading is difficult. And Ollie makes the comment, he's like, I haven't had to lip read in so long. And it's just like really exhausting. So I really enjoyed that as and of course, I was like, as soon as they sort of work their feelings out, is when the cast is going to come off, and it's going to be easier for them to communicate. Obviously, and that's exactly what happened. But it was really, it was, it was kind of fun and also like really sweet that there were moments that like they were having trouble communicating their their own feelings, but then also because of Nate having forgotten a fair amount of sign language and then also having a broken arm, there were moments where they were trying to have a conversation and then they'd have to stop to sort of like figure out a way to communicate with each other. It was done really well. I really appreciated it. I thought it was, I thought it was done really well too. I honestly thought this was the best I've ever seen texting done in a book ever. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it felt part of the conversation. Like mm-hmm. once it was set, you knew what that was, what was yeah. happening. And it was established as texting first and then with the formatting convention. And then when it was introduced as like them writing a message on their phone to show Ollie, then you're like, Oh, I know exactly what's happening. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I thought 
I thought it was very well done. And I thought like um, Ollie having this, uh, having this communication barrier, it wasn't presented. Like I just said, like Ollie having a communication barrier, it was the rest of the world having a communication barrier with Ollie. Mm -hmm. And like, it was up to the rest of the world to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And that is not the way that's usually presented in books and media. Like Mm -hmm. usually it's presented like, Oh, look at that loner who can't communicate with everybody else because they're deaf. Mm -hmm. And oh, what a kind person this is that they learned sign. Mm-hmm. No, it was like, no, bitch, you communicate with them. <laughs> Figure yeah. your shit out. And, and when we first see him at school, um, and their friend Ashley has taken it upon herself to sort of like show Ollie around. And and it's it was interesting because we saw hints that Ollie is deaf before the narrative actually explained it to us. And it was just like, oh yeah, Ashley was talking to him and then she typed something on her phone and showed it to him and then they laughed and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, oh yeah, that's a normal conversation that they're having. Yeah. It's like, great. It was, it was really well done. But then uh, wrench in the works when Ollie shows up and Nate realizes that he's starting to fall in love with him. Ollie has a boyfriend back in Santa Fe. Bum, 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 Aiden. Aiden. Oliver James and Aiden. <laughs> I feel like they would hyphenate, and I forget Aiden's last name, but they'd be like Aiden and Oliver James Hernandez Biglington. <laughs> so then, you know, teen stuff happens, but also uh, Ollie, who is an aspiring photographer, introduces Nate to this uh, summer program called Emerging Creatives or something like that for high school kids to apply to this program, and they are brought out to New York and to, to an art school. It, it's not as it's not specified which school, but basically they like take college classes over the summer in their field. And of course, one, it's a dream come true for any aspiring artist to be like, yes, I'm going to go do art in New York. But then also, of course, it looks really good on a college application. So they're like, let's do this. And then uh, of course, of course, all the photos that Ollie enters are of Nate and Nate ends up writing his very first script. And it's like based on his feelings about Ollie. And it's all very sweet. Oh, it was so sweet. Also, Nate is very mean sometimes. And that way oh, that yeah. teenagers are. And every single time he does it, he's like, I'm such an asshole. But, and we understand why. We always understand the reasoning why he did it. And but that doesn't excuse the behavior at all. And it's just like, and then people are like, you need to not be an asshole to me. And it's like, I know I'm so sorry. But what I appreciated too is that other people would say that to him, but then be the same kind of asshole because they're teenagers. Mm -hmm. Like with Flo, Mm -hmm. Flo is, uh, you know, he gets angry at her for, you know, whatever and treats her badly and doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And then she gets angry at him later for a very similar thing and does the exact same thing that he did to her because they're teenagers. She tries to set him up and then gets mad at him when he's spending time with Ollie instead of her. Anyway. Right. But he also, when he said that thing to his mom about how he felt sorry for her. Yeah. I, I mean, it was a mean thing, but honestly she deserved it. Oh, she needed to hear that. She didn't. She didn't. She needed to hear because uh, his curfew and was 7 p.m. 7 p.m. as a high school junior. No, that's not okay. That's not enough time. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I get home by dinner. And maybe dinner is seven, Mm -hmm. but then you can go out at like, at what time are you spending with your friends? There is no time to spend with your friends. And I mean, like this wasn't the case for him, but for me that, that, that would have been uh, on what I mean, like, cause I was in rehearsals in high school. 
usually from like four to six thirty or something. And then it's like, but I have to go do things and see people and you know, yeah. build up a college application. Anyway. And 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 just the way she was, you know, like so honestly, she needed to hear. She needed to hear it. Yes. But it was very mean. But it was very mean what he said because there his dad died when he was young. And ever since the mom has been very protective of Nate and his older sister. And like the sister has just gone off to college in Chicago. And it's obvious that the mom is like, you know, afraid of having the kids out of the house because she's worried that they'll die, et cetera, et cetera. So like, again, it all makes sense. But then, and he, you know, his, his whole thing is like, I need more freedom. You're going to have to like, let go at some point, blah, blah, blah. And him this whole time, he's like, cause this book takes place in Seattle. And he's like, I want the option to go to whatever school I want to go to, but I, I doubt she'd even let me go as far as Portland and all this. But then when he's like, you know, you need to let me have freedom instead of sitting around feeling sorry for you, which was just, oh, it was rough. It was, it was rough. And I mean, when she finds the application. Yes. And that's when that argument happens. Mm -hmm. She finds the application and she's like, you're not doing this. Mm -hmm. And I, I was totally on Nate's side. I was like, it's an application. Right. There is no guarantee. Yes, he should have talked about it to right, you. Right, right. 100%. Mm-hmm. But also, have you opened been open enough to talk to him? Right. But also, like, I definitely felt that she was pushing so hard against it because it was like he was trying to make this... She felt that he was trying to make this big decision without her. Right. And, like, that's... I feel that that's very natural for a parent to then be like, no, shut it down. As opposed to like, okay, let's sit and talk about this. You know? Right. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Oh, Flo and her girlfriend break up. So then she becomes supportive of Nate and in a lot of ways, a better friend. Um, and then, uh, oh, Ollie decides that he's going to go back to Santa Fe. Right which is really sad. And he gives all of his reasons and Nate understands those reasons. But then also it's like, are you getting back together with Aiden? And I was like, of fucking course not. We'll try long distance. He's like, it didn't work with Aiden. And so then, uh, and then Nate blows up the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Like he self-sabotages it. Mm -hmm. He's very mean to Ollie. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then misses out seeing Ollie the last Mm -hmm. couple of weeks before Ollie leaves, but But to make up for it, to make up for it, he, because he never finished a script and he never really shared any of his scripts with anyone. So he took the script that he sent into the program that was about his feelings for Ollie and gave it to him and was like, please read this so that you can understand. And Ollie was like, I get that you are scared and that you are hurting, but you are still a huge dick. And he's like, I know, I'm sorry. So then they make up and they get, into the program together. Yes. So then the book ends to me, it was a really good ending for a like high school romance. Cause it wasn't like, and then they live together happily ever after. It was like, he goes back to Santa Fe, but then they'll see each other in the summer. And right. then who knows from there? Well, and that was a big thing that I think again, as an adult, if these were my children, mm-hmm. like that you can say things like, well, when you have a long distance relationship, part of the big thing is you need a goalpost to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And in the case, like Nate is correct to break up with Ollie. If there is nothing to look mm-hmm. forward to, you can't just have an endless, yeah. like long distance. And all, cause Ollie's right. He's at the whims of his parents who are, and he's 16. They don't have money 
to just get on planes <laughs> and visit each other. I mean, Nate's mom is not going to let that happen, no. even in her best days. Even if, even if they had the money. No. Uh, so, like, ostensibly, they would see each other like maybe once a year, Ollie would come up to visit his mom. Right. And then maybe summers. Yeah, but then maybe. That's, but then that's also having to like, okay, I'm up here for the weekend. How much time do I spend with my mom, and how much time do I spend with my boyfriend? Right. But now they have New York to look now forward to. So like, that's a goalpost. Yeah. But this is as somebody who had a long distance relationship and without the advantages of cell phones and mm-hmm. things. So, so like, uh, in a lot of ways, I agreed with Nate. Like. Yeah, actually, breaking up with Ollie makes sense mm-hmm. because why would you tie yourself down mm-hmm. <laughs> in your last two years of high right. school like that? But also, but because he's a teenager, he was a dick about it. <laughs> right. But also, Ollie is correct. Like, we can figure it out as mm-hmm. we go. Like, but again, he was a dick about it because yeah. it's a teenage book and it's YA novel. And sorry, Claire shits on those. I apologize. This is not when Claire is shitting on, though. She did really like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also just want to point out. So, oh, oh, sex. Um, yeah, no, was, I was proud of the sex in this book. It was done really well in that the whole time Nate was not sure that he was ready to have sex yet. And it tied into a lot of his sort of insecurities about life in general. And that he's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to ruin everything by having sex with this person. And so he and Flo were together and she was ready and he wasn't. And so he kept sort of like demurring and she's like, okay, fine. And then she ended up cheating on him. So he's like, oh, it's because I didn't have sex with her that she cheated on me. So then when he and Ollie are together and Ollie's like, are you ready to? And then Nate felt, pressured to because he feel he felt that if he didn't that he would lose Ollie as well but he wasn't ready to but he didn't know what to do so that I love the scene at the Halloween party where Ashley like throws Nate into a room into a bedroom where Ollie is they lock the door and they're like we'll let you out when you're done and Nate and Ollie are talking and they're just like this is dumb but then they talk through the like Nate's feelings and insecurities and then like, and Ollie reassures him and then they sort of like get on the same page and then Nate's like, okay, I think I'm ready. And then they start getting at it and then Flo bursts the door open and she's like, you guys are fucked up for trapping them in here. And so he's thwarted once again. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. By good intentions. Yes. And then when they do have sex, Nate bottoms and it hurts like a son of a bitch. And I was like, well done. Well done. And like, uh, and that things were embarrassing. Like, mm-hmm. he he knew the lube was important, but he was embarrassed by mm-hmm. it. He knew the condom was important, and like, but this time Ollie saw that Nate was embarrassed, so he like did it quick so that they couldn't see it. And then, and then Ollie's like, "I can stop. Do you want me to stop?" He's like, "No, no, no, keep going." Mm-hmm. And, he's, and Ollie's like, "You didn't enjoy that." <laughs> and he's like, "I mean, no, but yes." But I think I'll enjoy it more next time. Yeah, and I really liked that. Yeah. Like it was like, you know what? It was okay that this wasn't the best mm-hmm. moment ever, mm-hmm. but it also still was. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought this is this is yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, this. It was, it was, it was sweet. It was, yeah, it was really nice. 
Yeah. Um, I, I love the fluid sexuality that nobody was like, I have to talk. I have to talk about like my bisexuality now. I have to second. There's like, Oh, just everybody's bi now, which is great. Cause uh, yeah. Like nobody, nobody labels their sexuality and people just kind of assume that anyone could be any into anyone until told otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And, that it, like that was really lovely and really well done. Like mm-hmm. it was like here, let me show you a world where that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, something else about the sex that I really enjoy. So there's a moment where uh, Nate goes over to Ollie's house and he he's like, "The next time we're alone, we're gonna have sex. The next time we're alone, we're gonna have sex." And he's like trying to deal with that. And he gets to Ollie's house, and Ollie's mom works nights, so she's just about to leave for the night. She's like, oh, what are you kids up to tonight? And it goes, oh, you know, just like watching Netflix, the usual. And he's like, she knows I'm about to have sex with her son. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like totally the paranoia that you have. But then his mom's like, well, whatever it is you do, be sure that you're safe about it. And then she leaves the house, and it's like, yay, good job, Mrs. Hernandez. It was great. It was fun. Parts of this book were really good, really funny. There was there's a chapter that ended, something happened, and it makes a monologue. <laughs> the chapter ends just in a paragraph all by itself. Fuckity fuck fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so good. And and they use fuck so little. Mm-hmm. Like they used frick a lot or something else, mm-hmm. or like, you know, some substitute. So when that was used, it felt really, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's all. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that book. That's all I have to say. So that was that book. That was that book. Okay, Claire. Are you ready? Are you ready? Fuck Mary, fuck Mary, fuck Mary, fuck Mary, fuck Mary, ready? Are you ready to fuck Mary Kill? I'm ready to fucking marry and kill. We haven't done this in a while. No. Ooh. We might be a little, we might need a little lube, a little extra lube just to get rusty. And in fact, you get started. Okay, Claire. Yeah. Um, fuck Mary Kill. Um Rocky, who was the 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 bitch from uh it's complex. Uh, Lydia, as an adult, who was Florence's new girlfriend, who was also not nice. No. Or uh, Naveen, who was in, in co- It's Complex, the guy that uh, Nikita almost was engaged to. Right. Okay. So say that again. One more time. Rocky. Rocky. Lydia. Lydia. Naveen. Naveen. So Wait, who is Lydia again? Lydia was Flo's girlfriend. Right. But as an age her up, she's an adult in this situation. Okay. Oh, oof. Um, we saw so little of Lydia. But what we did see, she was not nice. She wasn't nice, but I also felt she was up front. Yes. And to be fair, I'd also wonder, like, what are you doing hanging around? Fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flo was constantly being like, we can all be besties. And for different reasons, Nate and Lydia were like, no, 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 we can't. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Ugh. Um, okay. Well, I think, Ooh. okay. I'm going to kill Rock. Yeah. 
Um, uh, she was, she was mean. She was cruel. She was very selfish. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she was really materialistic. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, she was very unkind to the people around her. I think her husband actually ended up deserving more of her unkindness than we knew, Mm. which is sad, but I think she also was racist and classist. Okay. To be fair, everybody in that book was classist. Yes. But that's also a large part of that society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that book told me was part yes. of that society. So yeah, I'm yeah. not saying I believe Mumbai culture is classist. I'm saying this book is telling me that Mumbai culture is classist <laughs> because this book said it lots of times. Uh-huh. I think Nikita even said, oh, Mumbai is so classist. And so am I. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a rich man. Yeah. Um, so I think that means, uh, okay. I'm going to cuddle Lydia. Fair, fair, fair. I'm going to use the cuddle. I'm going to cuddle Lydia because, you know, even though I think she was mean, I think she did know what she wanted. Yes. And I think that's fair. (laughs) And as a teenager, could she have said it nicer? Yes. Yes. And should she have said these things to her girlfriend and not this guy? Yes. Mm -hmm. That is her relationship with her girlfriend is their responsibility. It is not the responsibility of everybody else. Um, but also she said some really mean things. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm going to cuddle her because I also feel like she has room to grow. So I don't want to kill her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to marry her fair. because I don't know what she's like outside of that, which means I'm marrying Naveen. Yeah. Which, uh, to be fair, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. He, he, uh, he was also, he wanted to marry Nikita mm-hmm. because she was the type of girl he thought she he should marry. Yeah. And so they were both getting married because they thought they should get married yeah. to each other. And but he loved he loved the other girl. He Saloni. loved Saloni. Yeah. Like yeah. And the thing the thing that I found interesting is that when they were setting him up, Naveen up as sort of a foil to Jai, is that it was like Jai went out of his way for Nikita, whereas Naveen sort of did like the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. So it's not that he was malicious or negligent or anything like that. It's just that he did the bare minimum. Yeah. Like when her mom died, he was like, okay, well, then you should go. Yeah. And she's like, oh. And Jai is like, I mean, bro, you got to go with her. Her <laughs> mom died. <laughs> You're already that's, engaged. So. That's a big deal. Her mom died. You got to go with her. And then Naveen said, he's like, what am I going to do there? <laughs> Like, I can't help with anything. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> death knell for you, Naveen. Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, like out of these other two characters, right, right, I would right. say like Plus he's you'd the have one. Hollywood connections. Yeah. And and, uh, and other connections. He Warbly was brothers or whatever. Cause it because that was the thing too, is that it was an American company trying to break into Bollywood. Right. And it was called it was it was meant to be Warner Brothers, but it was called something else. Right. Well, it was the only product name that didn't get its own product name because we did hear all about Domino's Pizza oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. McDonald's and anything oh, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the I forget what it is, but the the brand of instant noodles. That's really yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I would do the same. Rocky was not great, so she's gonna go. Lydia, I bet. I bet you when Lydia grows up, like finds herself in college or whatever, that she's going to be, she's going to be a boss ass bitch, but then also learn to be sort of kinder. So she and I can like, you know, cuddle, like maybe make out a little bit, whatever. Um, And then, yeah, I guess I'll marry Naveen. 
It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, sorry. Real fast. Another thing about It's Complex is there was a character that showed up very briefly, one of Naveen's counterparts, who Nikita's like, oh, I bet he's gay. And then, like, just the way that she talked about it seemed kind of derisive. And then we sort of moved on from that. Yeah. She's like, oh, he's checking out Jai as much as I am. Ugh. I was like, okay, bye. Yeah. Bye, bitch. Anyway, Claire, it's your turn. Neil. Yes. Fuck, Mary kill. Yes. Part of his top 10 list, okay. Nate's top 10 list great, great, great. is Forrest Gump, uh-huh. Pan's Labyrinth, uh-huh. and Amelie. Okay. Fuck, Mary Kill, Forrest Gump, yeah. Pan's Labyrinth, Amelie. I'm going to marry Amelie. <laughs> I'm going to marry Amelie. I'm even reading that little bit where they like, where he like talks about just the sort of the plot of Amelie very briefly. I was like, see each other the way they did it all. I just did it without like needing the reference. It made me want to rewatch the movie really bad. Oh, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not agree with all of his top 10. But that was he's yeah, yeah. correct there. Oh, so I bad. also almost watched it. <laughs> yes. So I'm gonna marry Amelie because it's it's so sweet and uh I love it. Anyway, um, and then I think I'm gonna fuck Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> it's gonna be weird. <laughs> it's gonna be weird. Um but <laughs> apparently a, a Nate's uh, experience with Pan Labyrinth was not too different from mine, and that I think a fair amount of Americans thought it was going to be like Labyrinth with <laughs> David Bowie. Just like, oh, the Spanish version. Oh, no, that's not what Traumatized. it was. No, there was the, oh, God, the the hand eyes and um, doesn't the little, spoilers, but doesn't the little girl get shot at the end? Doesn't she yeah. get killed? Yeah. So it's a whole thing, but it's it was very well done. I I was a little traumatized, but it was very good. Um, and I enjoyed it. And I think, I mean, like, I remember enjoying Forrest Gump. I haven't seen it in a very long time. I also don't know how well it ages. Um, so not that I don't like Forrest Gump, but I think just because this is the game, I'm going to kill Forrest Gump. I am all the same things. Yeah. I'm going to marry Amelie. I'm going to fuck Pan's Labyrinth and I'm going to kill Forrest Gump. I was a little surprised that was one of his top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think Forrest Gump is a good movie that has some big mistakes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but there's some parts of it I really do like. Mm-hmm. And there's some parts of it I'm like, oh, that was handled poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, even then, I, you know, sure. I was like, no. No, no to this, but there's, it does such a good job of, you know, like plucking the heartstrings, mm-hmm. even when you don't want them plucked. Yeah. Also when a high school kid refers to movies as classics that came out during my lifetime, I'm just like, shut up, shut <laughs> up, you child. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I also think like the movies I thought of as classics, like uh, that also came out like during my parents' lifetime or like the year before I was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, now. <laughs> <laughs> okay great but i mean also the, the movie industry isn't that old <laughs> that's very true so very true. anyway and the books claire yes oh did you want to do characters or books first books oh first. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh of all we'll the do, characters we'll do characters yes, yes yes you're right you're right it's been so long 
so long. Care of all the character. Claire of all the characters. We've had Jen. Leave me alone. Kalea of all the characters. Okay. Well, um, I think that I am going to kill Vikrant because okay. he was terrible. Yeah. He was um, a terrible human being. Sure. Even uh, among other human beings, I didn't like particularly. I thought he was pretty terrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, I'm going to kill mm-hmm. him. Um, I think I'm going to marry Jai. Okay. I honestly thought he was warm and giving. Okay. Uh, he was Bollywood handsome, and everybody said so everybody right away. So. He's a writer. You forgot his sister shows or his sister-in-law shows up at one. His point. sister-in-law, his show- very pregnant sister-in-law. Yes, she she gives birth practically. And she, she shows up apartment. to have a baby. Yes, so. <laughs> like that is basically all she's there for. <laughs> but also to show a little bit of Nikita's like nicer side, mm. because right away Nikita takes care of this woman, begrudgingly. Like, she, begrudgingly, but she sees a woman in the stairwell who's obviously having a hard time, and she's like, "What are you doing in the stairwell when you're pregnant?" Idiot, get in my apartment. <laughs> Idiot. I'm take care of you and then take you to the hospital. Who the fuck are you, by the way? <laughs> that is Nikita. <laughs> that, is, that is Nikita. <laughs> I'm going to take care of you and make you fine, you idiot. Dumb idiot. Dumb, dumb idiot face. But I'm going to marry Jai. Fair. I really, I, I liked him. Yeah. I, I could see why anybody would like him. And he's also a secret millionaire on top of being what's apparently an amazing writer. So we're going with it. Um, And I am going to cuddle Ollie. I was I'd like he sounded okay if if I were of that age I would have had the biggest crush on him oh me too he was very smart oh my god uh, he's a photographer which mm. I like um he was wiser than the other kids mm-hmm. but I think in part because he'd been through a lot and had yeah. a couple more experiences something that I felt just like made my high school heart just like moon for him was that uh, Nate was like, oh, yeah, for a long time, I thought that he didn't smile or laugh very much, but it's just because he only smiled and laughed when he meant it. Right. It wasn't to be friendly or anything. He only smiled and laughed when he meant it. So then when we see a moment where he is upset and crying, then it's like that same honesty that he has about smiling and laughing. He's, he has about crying. So he yes. will just cry. He's not ashamed of it. He's just always so honest with his emotions. And I like that other people around could be uncomfortable mm-hmm. because they're not used to just somebody just starting to cry. Mm-hmm. But that that was something that Nate really liked about Ollie. So, so yeah. So I'm going to cuddle Ollie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to fuck Saloni, who was the, the... Oh, yeah. She seemed great. The, the aspiring actress slash dentist like oh. full-time dentist who's also part of a non-profit and like goes out to i'm assuming like rural villages or somewhere and performs dental work for free on people like yeah she's, she's also, also she, she was, was curvy she, she was, was witty she was great and she seemed great with zach very sexy there was a point where they went out they went out together and he was like oh i bet you want me to take you to some play some fancy restaurant but like i don't have a lot of money and she's like i don't either we'll go dutch whatever fuck it and there was they went Dutch at McDonald's. Yes. <laughs> and I wrote a note to myself. I'm like, I know he's not going to end up with her, and that makes me sad. Yeah. Ugh, so I'm going to fuck her. She's great. I'm going to marry Shilpa. She was great. She had uh-huh. her shit together. She was also very kind, very warm. Um, and then like 
don't know. She was great. I, I, I loved her. And then special, special shout out to high school me having an enormous crush on Ollie. Like, yeah. all the time. Like, fuck. Ugh. Curly hair. Curly hair. And um, she was also actually a little shorter, mm-hmm. too, which I thought was adorable. Yeah. Like they they referred to wanting to put him in their pockets because he was cute, but I think he was also mm-hmm, shorter. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a deaf school in my hometown, so if he had lived there, I would have had like access to learning ASL, and I would have been all about it. Like surprised him by like saying something to him. Oh God! Anyway, um, and then I'm gonna kill Nikita. <laughs> okay, I didn't like her. I wanted to like her. But there was nothing about her that I liked. Also, that book lied to me, and I'm taking it out on her unfairly. But... I get it. I get it. I I liked her. I I didn't like her, but I liked her. Okay, fair. Um, and the books, Claire. Um, well, I'm gonna kill its complex. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there were some lovely things about it that I thought worked. I also thought there were some. While I thought there was a lot of really good translation stuff that happened in this book, there was also some pretty big editorial translation mistakes mm-hmm. that did make it harder to read mm-hmm. in addition to it already being of a length that was difficult to read. Yeah. Just difficult to process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because between these two books, uh, it's complex was actually epic. Like it took place over months, months and months with all these different people. People died. People got engaged. There was a fire. A woman showed up just in time to have a baby. No, and it felt like it took place over two years, even yeah. though I don't think it did. But like it was a long time, mm-hmm. and it felt epic. Yeah, there there weren't any. Um, I think there might have been one, like one thing to mark where it was in time. Like I think like one holiday got mentioned, and then beyond that, it's just sort of like the next day, three weeks later, et cetera, et cetera. So we so just like, four months later, like no after idea. several months, yeah. like it was just like a long time. Um, but I'm going to kill as complex again. Mm. I thought again, all the things I said about it that I liked, I, I said, um, <laughs> and then, um, it's kind of an epic love story. I want to marry. Oh, um, again, it's a YA. Mm-hmm. And I hated the parts about it that are YA, Uh but that is not its fault. (laughs) You can't blame it for being what it is. Uh, Fair. Sometimes we do blame these books for being what they are, but honestly, I feel like you can't with this one. Everybody should go out and buy it. Give it to their children who are Mm -hmm. high school aged. I thought this was a really good book. Mm -hmm. Congratulations to this book. I, I won't read it again but i want to give it an award or something so i'm going to marry it (laughs) okay that's i mean that's the highest award that you can give it It literally (laughs) that's how we set this up (laughs) (laughs) um wait we just like recreated patriarchy where we said marriage was the best well but it but it's being married to us which is fun and fluid we'll rethink our things later <laughs> i'm proud of us let's go it's fine it's fine it's fine uh yeah i am also going to kill its complex um yeah there are parts of it that i did enjoy but f- overall there was too much bathtubbing and it 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 wasn't what it said it was and that upsets me um, for any reader who may 
or listener who may not remember what bathtubbing is, it is when they explain one thing too long for too long that is unimportant to the plot. Too many details about making sandwiches or what they're eating for dinner or like, oh, we're going up to this person's apartment to grab the car keys so that we can go down here and blah, blah, blah. And they have to park on this level of the parking garage and not this level of the parking garage. Ugh. Yeah. And I think some of it was kind of intentional, I'm sure, to like show like, oh, rich people. But enough of it never came back so that it wasn't important. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to kill it. And then I think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to marry. This is kind of an epic love story. I did really enjoy it. So I, I will, I will date it with a promise of going to New York with it in the summer and spending the summer with it. perfect done well done right uh so that means that means it is time for our favorite game that we are changing oh no neil christine okay i am so sorry but but i've changed things up okay this is going to be called neil unwrap <laughs> Do we have to record a new song for it now? Oh shit! Okay. Oh god. Okay. So uh let me show Christine real fast. It is now uh so in part because uh we are past Christmas and all of this, but I haven't given Neil his Christmas present yet, but our books are in that wrapping. Well, one of them is. The other one I couldn't actually get hardcover, so I had to like substitute with something else, and then we're going to read that one on Kindle. But the other one is hardcovers. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So, listeners, I have in my hand what feels like two things wrapped in brown paper with uh, bronze bow- gift bows, the message to Neil with love from Claire, and a uh, Sasquatch sticker that says believe on it. So I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can do this. Oh, ASMR wrapping. Can I get some ASMR in there? Okay. Okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. Layers. It's got layers. I'm going to save the stick. Okay. Okay. So we have, oh gosh. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> So in this package, we have Chuck's Bigfoot Tingles Volume 1 by Chuck Tingle. And goodness gracious, his idea of a Bigfoot. It is a man's torso that is, of course, muscled and chiseled, wearing a cross necklace. And then just a gorilla's face on top. (laughs) I'm going to hold this up for Christine to see. So, oh my God. There's a... There's a picture on the back. Oh, that's a picture that is in on all of the Chuck Tingle books. And if you go to the website, that's also on the website. That is not Chuck Tingle. I'm almost positive that's just like a picture that they took from the internet. That's <laughs> the stock photo. Yeah. Okay. Oh, goodness me. Okay. So I'm excited about that. Oh, God. It is. Okay. Uh, so, so this is Chuck's Bigfoot Tingles Volume 1. It is 34 pages. Thank you, Chuck Tingle. Thank you for everything in the world. Um, okay. And then, oh, New York Times bestselling author, Linda Winstead Jones, Bigfoot and the Librarian. And we have um, a shirtless man uh, cuddled up against 
a woman that these were two different pictures that have been photoshopped together of a woman wear, holding a book, wearing glasses, and then a cute little shirt with no sleeves. And then the shadow behind him is Bigfoot shaped over the books of the library. <laughs> Goodness me. So I'm assuming Bigfoot and the Librarian is one of the books we're reading. Bigfoot and the Librarian is one of the books we are reading. And I, I didn't do a Christine guess because I already sent these books to Christine as well for Christmas. I have these books! <laughs> I've started reading the Chuck Tingle book. It is top notch. So she also has them. Oh, and so Ch- the Chuck Tingle book will be a special recording we do for our Patreons when we get the Patreon set up. Um, oh, and- I just flipping through it, literally just saw the word cock. So we're in store for a fun time with Mr. Mr. Tingle. I'm sorry, Dr. Chuck Tingle, it says on the back of the book. So the second book we're going to read, Neil, say the first book's title again. Okay. Bigfoot and the Librarian by Linda Winstead Jones. And the second book we are reading is Going Sasquatch by Jess Whitecroft. And it's the theme, Bigfoot. The theme is Bigfoot. (laughs) Yay. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. So, yeah. So thank you for coming along on this journey with me, Neil and Christine, and how I made you do that. (laughs) (laughs) So Christine has these books arriving at her. She already has them. Oh, great, great, great. Yeah. I don't have the... um what's the other one the one that you don't have i don't have that one a going sasquatch yeah the going sasquatch yeah nobody has that one because it doesn't come in a book form yeah but the other two and i have started reading the chuck tingle book very enjoyable so yeah great great i'm really excited for you christine to give us all of your thoughts and opinions in that special patreon episode I feel, I feel like this is not me actually saying anything, but it wouldn't surprise me if half of our Patreon episodes are about Chuck Tingle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Loved, love to Chuck Tingle. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, I think that's all we have to say. Other than uh, thank you, Claire. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, listeners. Thank you so much for coming along with us on this journey. And welcome back. We've missed you ever so. And we hope that you have missed us as well. And that you will tell your friends and lovers about us so that they too will know of our triumphant return. Yeah. And so then I guess there's only... Oh, and thank you to our authors. Oh, thank you very much to our authors. Of course, I apologize. Thank you so much to our authors. I guess all there is left to say, if you can do so safely. Um, And uh, comfortably with uh, smoke alarms um, with their full batteries in them. Mm -hmm. Consensually whilst uh, spending a summer in New York. (laughs) Then absolutely, 100%. (laughs) 